look at that uh, frosty moon out there. It's oh, got like a haze oh, it's beautiful. over it, doesn't it? Uh, what is that? Uh, uh, blue moon. Mm-hmm. Anyway. We can talk all about moon songs, couldn't we? Mm. Uh, my, my, Luna, Bella Luna. Every time I see a big moon, it reminds me of... Um, <laughs> stop. <laughs> Every, I, I, like I can't say that out loud. I cannot lie. I saw a big moon. <laughs> the moon came out in full view. <laughs> You're listening to Refocus. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Refocus. Refocus Podcast. I'm Alice in Wonderland. And I'm Goldie D. Thank you so much for tuning in. Do you tune into a podcast? Uh, you turn, you punch play. I mean, I know you Thank should, you so much for punching wow. play. You know how those DJs, thank you for tuning in to, uh, you know, the late night DJs. See, uh, tuning in, you, I mean, you literally had to tune a, a radio to get mm-hmm. to a radio Yes, you station. had to, I remember the days of the Thank doll. you for uh, searching us in the podcast app <laughs> and then right, pressing play. There, or yeah. subscribing. Thank you for subscribing. Right. Um, well, we actually changed it up this uh, episode and we are at my home in yes, Midtown Memphis. Well appointed at Midtown Home. Mm-hmm. It's Dana's first time in my home, so glad that you could join us. Uh, we originally, we had had loose plant. It's MLK Day here. Yes, it is. It, it, for those, uh, when you get this, it'll be past, but it is, what is the... This, a week from MLK Day now that they're listening? Yeah, it'll be a week. Yeah, a week. so... Uh, About a week from now you'll be listening. Uh, it might not even be January anymore. I'm not sure, but <laughs> uh, it is MLK Day right now. We were all off from work. I had time to cook a meal, and I asked Dana if she would come over to my house, and I have I'm having a mild... Dinner party. You the are. There's there's a, there's a, there's other people in the other room. We yes. hope they learn to be quiet. Yes, it's hard for gay people to be uh, quiet. Yeah, but they're doing an all right. Hope job. you don't burn something and set the. Um, oh, I did set some smoke t- alarm <laughs> off. That would did, be pretty awful. I set some timers, and I just uh, I'm hoping that oh, they yeah. take care of themselves in there. Uh, but what we're hoping to do with this one is we'll segment it off, and we have quite a few people we'd like to interview here at the party, and we'll just do oh. some brief segments of that. It's like, you know, uh, live the breakfast show, but it's a dinner show. It's a dinner, the dinner show. What was that? The hustle? And, uh, that was actually the hustle. That was that would be our theme song if we had the dinner show. The hustle. Oh, C- cooking dinner for a large group of people you, is a hustle. Did you ever go to dinner theater? I've been to a dinner theater before. Uh, they used to have one here in Memphis many, many years ago called Gaslight Dinner Theater. And that it was, funny. Uh, it was down on Brooks Road, you know, which um, it's not even. Yeah. I mean, really, it was. Well, back then, you know, it was what still industrial. Serving? Well, you had a buffet. Oh, a buffet. A buffet. They would have a, a buffet. You paid your, you, you know, your price. You got <clears throat> uh, the, so many times before, like an hour or two hours before. I don't know what time the show actually started. You had to be there. And you had your dinner. You got your plate. And then, of course, it had to be all done by the time the show started. I appreciate um, but people I was, encouraging other people to show up to a theater production early. Like what we do with Friends yeah. of George is we have a cocktail hour before we start. And it starts at 7. The show starts at 8. Uh, and we encourage people to show up at 7, which most people do. And that why nobody's ever late for I mean, curtain. But could you imagine having the buffet open and people tromping while you're trying to do your lines out there 
Hey, Gladys, would you cut this up for me? You know, every drag you... queen has worked a brunch booth. Oh well, now I you know, it's the same thing about bars. You know, you have the people going to get drinks, and and the people walking. If you depending on which venue you worked at, they had to walk across the stage, the stage to get to, to, to the, the bathroom. bathroom. <laughs> I was going to say, there's a that we uh, you have to. My the first bar I ever performed at the uh, restroom was behind the stage. Right, people had to so... walk on the stage, go to the bathroom. Yeah, so you you deal with a lot. So I have to take my hat off, my wig off to those. Uh, I take my wig off to you, those sir. Uh, dinner theater performers wherever you are. If you have one in your hometown, please frequent it and go oh, and visit. Like, yeah, Allison, what's been going on in your life recently? Oh, you know, not a whole lot. Well, you know, there's some things uh, happening soon. Uh, 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 I'm a group, been a, a member of a group called Pegasus that's having their you know, Mardi Gras ball. We can go ahead and say it. it's a week from now. You can go ahead and oh, say it. Oh, should we? Should we say it? Oh, you can. I don't care, Allison. In Wonderland has the esteemed pleasure of serving as Queen Pegasus the Sixteenth this year. And I am so honored to be uh, that uh, to be asked to uh, wear such a uh, uh, lofty title. Later on in the uh, episode, we'll have Queen Pegasus the Fifteenth join us. But uh, she has appointed uh, very astutely, I think, uh, the honor of being Queen Pegasus the Sixteenth on Alice in Wonderland. Well, you know, and what it is is Pegasus is an organization of of folks that get together. It's a Mardi Gras crew, but they are a crew with a purpose. They raise money for uh, organizations, and that's what they've they raised s- a lot. They do. They a raise lot. a lot of money. Sometimes, uh, uh, roughly about fifty thousand dollars a year, which hopefully this year will be even more. More, than that. and uh, they give to this year two deserving, two deserving charities, which are TEP, the Tennessee Equality Project, and Special Olympics. And uh, what are your new duties as queen? What do you well, um, we get to pick the ball theme. The king and queen, uh, the king and myself, get to pick the ball theme for next year. I'm sure the king will be remiss if you don't mention yes, who he king, is. J.D. Armstrong. King Pegasus. Yes, he'll 16. be 16th, and uh, he is. Uh, I'm so excited to be serving with him. He's a wonderful gentleman, and it will be a lovely year. We've already decided, we said yesterday, we had the uh, queen's brunch, which is for the outgoing queen mm-hmm. uh yesterday and he we were j- joking because it's a secret not everybody knows that's who who yes. what's going on yeah. the um new king and queen are always revealed at the end of the ball so um anyway we were whispering about some things and he said i just always have a, I have a feeling this is going to be the rock and roll year <laughs> so we're gonna well, be that sounds yeah, yeah i mean I, that's not necessarily your theme but that sounds like an no thing. we're just I mean we're gonna we're gonna be in there in the trenches, we're gonna we're gonna party and have I a hope fun you time. Double your goal this year. I hope so too. And uh, can't yeah. wait to help with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's exciting. And um, you know, who's a, who doesn't want to have a crown on their head? I mean, geez. I, I, I heard it might have been you earlier, but somebody said an, an anointed queen. We were talking about uh, yes, the yes, 15th. yes. Uh, and what an honor it would be to be uh, uh, quote unquote an anointed queen. I don't think we're actually anointed like uh, the. Sh- We'll pretend. I mean, they may throw some. You might get some, you know, drinks spilled on you. Something, <laughs> something, something is being splattered on your face throughout well, that Well, you evening. know, I mean, you know, I've been to several of these balls, and <laughs> you know, the, it, the liquor flows, and oh, it's. Yeah. Uh, but I have told myself. Well, say the, can you say the little French uh, Creole? Oh phrase? yeah. That, well, it's if for those of you who uh, keep up with the. Uh, Mardi Gras, the whole theme is laissez-les bon temps rouler, which I means... I can't even say that shit. It means let the good times roll. Yeah, so let them. Yes, yeah, so we're excited. So laissez-les like, bon temps rouler. Uh, uh, I only know that phrase in English uh, because mm-hmm. of B.B. Uh, King. B.B. King right. used to sing that all the time. But yeah, it's fun. It's a, like a, it's a fun time. It's uh, you know, Who doesn't want to have fun, have a party, oh, yeah. and then uh, you know, uh, absolutely do something for people? I mean, you know... Um, 
do you think that uh, it'll keep you so busy that you won't be able to do other things? No, 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 no. I, I don't think you're so. You're going to keep it busy? You'll be no, a busy No, I mean, it's not, like, it's not like you're going to be every day out cutting ribbons at the local Piggly Wiggly or something. But, Listen, if you want to come over and practice cutting ribbons, you know, I, I mean, I am for. available out there if you have a local oh Piggly God. Wiggly. And, at Cash Saver. Mm, oh, yeah, Cash Saver. Yes, I can go. We, 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 I want you all to know that we have oh had God. a long conversation <laughs> one night after a birthday party. We were out. We went to a, a bar here called Molly Fontaine, and yes. we were sitting there and and, and – you know, Neither one of us can say cash saver. Goldie was like, Allison, say cash saver. I said, cash saver? Well, you know, I said it like I thought I said it, but... We were, we were both, we both often, if you go back in our uh, previous episodes, we both say cash saver. Yeah, we forget the... H, the sh. Yes. Cash hey, saver. I never have purported to be a great orator, what so... What was the phrase that we said in the advertisement? It said, be a cash saver and shop at cash saver. You said it well that time. Guys, uh, we're going to wrap it up because we have to, our fish is ready. We're going to eat and then we'll bring in one of our first guests. The salmon. The salmon. (laughs) Be right back. Bye. Guys, we are back after a lovely dinner after break. After a lovely dinner uh, break, Goldie made such a lovely, uh, healthy meal. It was Thank you very much. It was lovely. And, I love uh, to keep your bowels regular. Uh, and, and let me tell you, uh, the last time did I say that on one of these shows? If I repeat myself, they kind of run together. But uh, whatever. Um, I came over. That one, makes it a thing. You no, know, I came over that one night. And had that lovely two nights. Actually, I had two nights, uh, dinner two nights. A vegan house. food, yeah. A vegan seven. food. And Sunday morning, let me tell you, me and the <laughs> me, me and the, uh, the the old throne came, became good friends. <laughs> <laughs> the, the best thing that you get out of a meal with Goldie D is um, a thorough, thorough cleansing. Mm, cleansed. Cleansed your colon really uh-huh. good. Uh, but we, we did have some very morbid uh, dinner conversation. We talked about funerals. Well, and, before we get into oh, what we talked about, let's yes, introduce well, our guest. Uh, so, uh, for the, so for our first uh, 10 minutes, we're going to do 10 minutes with each of our guests. With our first 10 minute segment, we're doing uh, uh, Ty. Ty, will you introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Ty. What's your last name, Phillips? Ty Phillips. <laughs> Ty Phillips is a board member, a. Uh, Vice president, Vice president of and, and a writer for Friends of Georgia. Oh, my goodness, yes. He's like, I told uh, Dana just met him. Yes, Dana just met him. I said, he is, uh, yes, he is. Uh, if we didn't have him, we'd have to purchase lots of things that yeah. we don't have to purchase. I mean, we had to pay somebody to do something for us. Yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> somebody <laughs> help. We ain't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot that. of jobs that people uh, do that uh, drag queens do not want to do. Listen, and what, uh, just he said something earlier. Earlier to, to Dana, you said he's patient. Uh, Ty's a very patient man as well. Yeah, no, Dana, having to yeah. deal with what you have to deal with. Uh, that Goldie, I don't, this, is, <laughs> this is strictly off the record. That Goldie D, she's a handful. <laughs> she's a, she has to be handled. And, and no. you know, if, I, if anybody backstage handles me, I'd rather it be Ty. Oh, I'm sure. Mm. Mm. We get that consensus a lot from people. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, now, Ty. Uh, yes. No, I love I love the podcast. I'm enjoying it very much. No, thank, well, thank, thank you for, for listening. Yeah. You're you're one of our six listeners. Thank God. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Oh. I'm sure. No, that's not so. Uh, Ty, uh, yes. that's what I'm here for. You are a writer for us at Friends of George's mm-hmm. and an avid fan of theater. In my book, that's how I perceive you. How did you get into uh, theater? When did you start doing that? At what age? Uh, theater? Yes. Uh, I started doing theater probably when I was, gosh, second, third grade. I used to go to the community theater in my town. I grew up in Starkville, uh, Starkville Community Theater. Mississippi. Yeah, and started Mississippi to, boy. Every time yes. there was a part for someone of my age, I would go and audition. Do you have to do and, Oliver? No. <laughs> I just thought I'd ask no. that. Wait, what, <laughs> Everybody what, does Oliver. What, what was your... Uh, uh, Biggest role as a child or a teen or something like that? Do you uh, yes, I played Sid Sawyer. We did Tom Sawyer. Oh, so I Sid in the production of the Youth Theater. What is who is? Sid yeah, who is Sid? I don't know who this is. I mean, I thought I read him, but Tom I'm, Sawyer had a brother apparently. Oh, oh yes, yeah. fame, fortune, okay, maybe yes. Lamborghinis. Sid Sawyer. <laughs> I don't know how, what was his life girl? of luxury. Yeah. <laughs> well, what was uh, what roll was the uh, check? Roll uh, the yeah. check. Roll the check. What was Tom? I'm sorry, his little girlfriend's name, Becky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give me that Becky. I know. Becky. Be- I said the other day, I was driving down the street. And Becky had a bunch with the good of hair. I said, I didn't know what a Becky was. <laughs> Goldie has informed me. I didn't know that was a, <laughs> that was a, a, an acronym for a Hummer. <laughs> well, that was the term we used in the show. Yes. Becky. Give me that Becky. Now, um... <laughs> You, you also in college, I don't know what college you went to, but MSU was MSU? He went to Mississippi State. I did. Yes. And then, uh, that was also your thing in college. You did a little bit of theater in college, right? Right. I've seen posters. But, but didn't it transcend? Didn't you transform? Transform. I was going to say. Tra- <laughs> what did you do in college? <laughs> no. Didn't you uh, go from more on the stage to. Back of the stage. Behind Back of the, the house. Scene. Yes. I, I really did. Yeah. I like and how did, that, how did that transition happen? She likes the rear. I started doing uh, tech things in the tech booth, and that sparked my interest, so I began to do more of that. And Ty also does our sound at the uh, Evergreen Theater for what us. Is, what, is, what is the value to you of being backstage versus on stage? Why, cause you, you seem very avid in your theater work, and it is not always... Glamorous, and uh, I think one of the things that attracts Alice and I is the glamorous nature of being on stage. What is? What Hang is on it? a second. When does it start getting glamorous? Uh, <laughs> because I think uh, I don't have to put on the costume and makeup, and that's very uncomfortable. And I'm basically uh, not interested in having to put all that stuff on a lot of the time. So. But yeah. not for not every role is there a lot of makeup and stuff. There must be something else that identifies you with um, not necessarily working in front of people and, and putting everything together back. So if if if, gla- if the glamorous nature of being on stage is not what attracts you, what does attract you to being a part of theater? Because it all works together. The backstage has to help. If, if it weren't for the backstage, the onstage wouldn't happen. Exactly. That is goddamn true. Exactly. And I don't think you, uh, Ty, seeks the limelight as uh, we uh, star fuckers do. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, it's a, it was. I enjoyed. Doing he what one it's. time had said something, uh, and it's so funny. It stuck with me. Tied. We were talking about something, and he says, "Well, I'm just not sassy enough." And I said, "Well, I think he is, but he just doesn't see well, himself in that." Because one one thing is for sure: whether or not you think that 
you are sassy enough or that you uh, uh, have whatever that we do on stage, on stage, you write a lot of our dialogue. So obviously you have uh, an idea of what audience is like. Exactly. So you have a read of an audience. Uh, you have a, a love of the theater and that you still don't want to be in front of people. Is there a reason why? <laughs> Not not specifically, you know. If there was something that I wanted to do, I would I would audition and go do sure. it. Sure, you know. Uh, and I, I don't doubt that you would be wonderful if you did. And but uh, but but also, I'm sure that there are are other ways that you can use your energy and your time, and you choose to work backstage at a, a theater company, uh, which I, I which with with someone with your talent and your expendable time, it seems like it would be unfathomable unfathomable to me that I would want to do all that but it, you work so hard at it but, yeah he does but can't you imagine I'm sure there's fulfillment in knowing that you've seen your words come to life on the stage my goodness that's like I feel like I have the best seat in the house actually every night because I get to watch words that I wrote being spoken by you you guys yeah. on stage and it's it's very cool it's mm-hmm. just to see it come to life in front of me every I mean, night up there it's just it's a isn't it's that a right amazing a writer's it's, it's a dream i would think you know my gosh there's my because it's like either any of your works like you know a child you you conceive it and you know you know you, you, you get it well, through infancy and then it gets up on the stage on its feet and if yeah, it walks I mean, it falls you know every night's different every yeah, night's different you, yeah, you guys do something different every night the audience is different every night so it's never the same dying by inches do you do you get nervous with new people playing with your material like new actresses and new drag queens or whatever we got going on playing with your material and doing your stuff sometimes because i know i was very different you know i'm the most recent one to play with your material and take up one of your big parts uh, were, were you nervous when I took over your stuff? Or no, when, when not I, at all. Well, I was terrified. No, <laughs> no, no. I knew, I knew you'd be fabulous. No, but you how how? And I'm not just talking about me. But how did you know that no, I would or anybody would take over the responsibility of your words or your work uh, and to do it seriously, or at least do it in a way that you'd be uh, proud of? I think you can tell when someone inherits a role and they and they know what to do with it, and you just have to trust that it's going to be great. And and it is. So you so you handle the audition process and the review of that, and then after that, you just hope that everything works out. Is that part of it? Uh, that's part of it. But I think in the uh, in the process of of casting the role, you know that's the right fit, and so that person understands what the part entails and what would need to happen. And and what happens on stage often is is just it just or, or organically happens, and it's a beautiful thing every night. It's so you, theater is different every time. So you've only known me for about. A little over, it's been a year and a few months now. Yeah. Uh, and I know you've been at Allison for a long time. Oh, I've always yeah, said no. that you write for Allison mm-hmm. as if it's her talking. Yeah. Do you think, that? And, and I think that you're skilled at doing that for other people too. Do you think that now knowing me for just this short amount of time, you can do that in, a, in the same vein? I'm, I, I think you can, but do you think that you could? Uh, I think so. I think once you hear the cadence of how someone speaks, mm-hmm. and uh, I think a dialogue in uh, a lot of ways is like music. There's a tempo to it. So, yeah, mm, you, you, I agree. you know how people get the cadences of people's to, voices. Yeah. and so the, It's a sing-song nature. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Do you um, uh, think that you ever do theater full-time? or is it? I, mean, I know you have a, a real person job. <laughs> Do you ever think that you'd do theater full time if it could pay your bills? Would you rather do theater, or, would, or you love your job enough to keep it? Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, just if the, if the right 
situation to present itself, perhaps. But you know, I, I love what I do uh, during the day, and I love I love this. It's a wonderful opportunity to do creative work and also to give back. And to me, that's really rewarding. Yeah, you know, we got to start making some money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. We we do what we do with our organization. Our uh, we are. Um, one of the uh, oddities in the theater community that we raise money to give away. We don't That's make true. money for our theater company. And right. uh, previously I have said on this podcast that uh, Friends of George's is one of the only um, theater companies in Memphis, if not the only theater company in Memphis that writes, produces, and uh, puts out all of their own material. Original right. material, yeah. Which uh, you are a, a lot to do with that. And... Uh, did you ever think of yourself as a writer of work like this, or how did you get into writing specifically? Well, this sort of just happened. Uh, we were doing events for the longest time. I got involved with Friends of George's uh, after the George's reunion, and Tracy Love invited us, uh, Allison and myself, to be a part of. Uh, he had seen some of the videos that we were producing at the time. And no, I mean, we were doing events and fundraisers of the, you know, all over town, and we ended up at the Evergreen. Uh, I think Tracy ended up connecting with Fred Harpel, who's the manager of Evergreen. Mm-hmm. And we had the space. And we were, the first couple times we did just traditional drag review shows. And we kind of gravitated back to that space. We liked it. There was something about it that we seemed to feel comfortable and at home with. It does feel like home. And we kind of were like, well, we should, you know, we have this cool place we should maybe think about expanding what we do and mm-hmm. and you hadn't written something for like a, a, a on this scale well, before. You to, you're back retired as a, a filmmaker and a, a, he's written film short films and long, have you done full-length films too i've written them yeah. yes and so yeah. he's a has a filmmaker background and um so he had written scripts for movies and things mm-hmm. but Oh, we so it so it kind of started out just because you had an opportunity to do it, and so you just did well, it. What was it you said uh, at, for uh, um, Deep Dish? You know, an empty theater. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, empty theater is just an opportunity to yes. do something. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, um, we were sitting at a board meeting, and um, uh, the moniker of the bar, which George's is named after, a bar that used to be in this city, the George's Disco. Yeah, George's yeah. Disco. Uh, their tagline, and it's still on T-shirts, which you may see someday. Right. Uh, it says uh, it was called George's Truck Stop and Drag Bar, which was hilarious. And so um, we had sat there and thought, well, why can't we not come up with a concept about uh, uh, with that title? So that's how we came up with the whole concept of the diner and all that, because it, you know, it really wasn't a truck stop and drag bar. That just no. called that to be. St- Funny, you know. Right. It was also known as the Crisco Disco, which was going a whole other situation. Crisco Disco is fun. I love that. It's called the Crisco Disco. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, Tyrus, our uh, timer just went off. But before we leave you, um, you are writing a lot of stuff. You and I both, and um, some other people, key players are involved in that too, Camille, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, with writing our next show. Uh, Dragnificent 70s But yes. you actually came up with the theme of the 70s Why did you choose that uh, We only have a little bit of time But why did you choose that And uh, what makes you excited about doing the 70s for Dragnificent in the April Well I mean Allison uh, and I actually came up with it together It was something we were on the phone one day I was driving back from Startville And we were having one of well, our yeah. long phone calls that you we know, do And like we thought the- That was such a, a, an important time for George's 
in mm-hmm. Memphis because uh, that was kind of the, I guess, heyday, it was, you could say, yes. for George's Disco. And one of the things that I've learned being uh, involved in this group is how much that place meant to so many people. Mm-hmm. And even though I wasn't around for that time... Um, for- he was too young to be around. Well, I wasn't here. Yeah, and you're too young. Here, but, but I really do. I've, 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 I've really developed a tremendous amount of respect for uh, the patrons who used to go because for them, there was no. It wasn't like it is now mm-hmm. where you can just go on Instagram and oh, find no. all there kinds was, of information. And was, there's a community. Uh, there was no community center. The, the, yes. Those things didn't exist. So for them, Georgia's was that was it. That's all they had. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, that's very special. So, and and that was that time. So, so the seventies uh, uh, for Georgia's is just a very a pivotal point, and that's why we're. Yes, I, think, yes, so. I yeah, think so. Yeah, yeah. And we also thought we were doing Dragnificent. And we'd done it for a few times, and you know, putting on a variety show. Uh, it became a little bit, no, I don't say extreme, it wasn't difficult, but you know, we thought if we come up with a theme for something, we can cohesively string things together to make a little bit more sense, you know, because mm. it was like, you know, so we thought we would give um, themes to shows like our last Dragnificent had a, the a 50s type theme or 60s type theme. Yeah. Uh, so we thought we would try these themed uh, shows to see. And I think it's going to go well. I love a themed show myself. So before we cut this off, because I'm going to give us one more second, mm-hmm. uh, what's the character that you're most excited to see reimagined in our Dragnificent from the 70s? What uh, celebrity are you most excited to see reimagined? <laughs> oh, gosh. Celebrity? Oh, that's a cross between Dinah Ross and Farrah Fawcett. Ah. Oh, my gosh, Yes. And the person that we have playing both of those people are amazing. amazing. And fa- yes, and fa- my, the Fair Fawcett might be my favorite one that we might see. Oh, who didn't love Fair? I mean, goodness. She uh, she died the same year as Michael Jackson and didn't give the same day. Right. I think right. Yes, right. it was the same, same day, day. I believe. I believe so. And didn't get the, the recognition. Yes. Thank you, Ty, for Thank joining us. Thank you so we much. Very much appreciate you joining us on the Refocus podcast. We hope we didn't uh, hurt you too bad. <laughs> and I hope that you come back and join us sometime. Uh, until we get done, please don't just desert us. Please have another glass of wine. Uh, we'll be right back with Queen Pegasus the Fifteenth. Oh. bitchy catty friend said well you're just upset that nothing else don't pucker anymore and I said bitch <laughs> I'll have you know it puckers just as good it snaps back I mean, wash if after wash if you're scared straight enough anything will pucker I'm so anyway when I said so I was kind of drunk, and I said, I'm sorry, honey, my, pookie, my pussy still puckers. And the, the girls that were working there fell off the counter. Oh, my God. Chap- God Chapter 6, my pussy still puckers. Oh, are we doing this now? Are we start? We, 
We just go, babe. We just go, babe. It's it's rolling. Y'all, we'd like to introduce y'all the the often daft Queen Pegasus the 15th. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Nathan Bell, or otherwise known as Hush Hush Puppy. Puppy. Nathan, we have a timer set for 10 minutes. So we okay. have 10 minutes worth of conversation. We're going to cut you off. Well, I, I thought y'all were going to be like starting the timer. Like, no, no, right. we don't do We don't do proper <laughs> introductions. We're just you, going into You this. just dive in or dive you dive in. out, baby. Head first. Head All first. Right. So yeah. we're talking about pucker and pussies? Yeah, no, no, hold on. Well, that was in the pre- We don't know how many times we can say the P word without being censored. Now right. tell us, Nathan. I've already said the F-bomb a few times, oh, and I never oh do God. that. Nathan, now tell us, uh, how did you get to be Queen Pegasus the 15th? And uh, how do you know the rest of the panel? Um, well, We're a panel now, are we? We are a panel. You stupid bitch. I'm professional as fuck. You stop. Well, um, I know you, Micah, because we uh, sleep together in the oh. evening. And, and then uh, Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> I've known you for quite a while. I know, and, and I you love know, my You're like family to me. I appreciate that. I feel it's mutual, my my love. and uh, We were just talking bad about you on the last segment. so don't Oh, talk as bad as you want about oh. me. Oh. Listen, I, like oh. I say, long, when they stop talking about you, yeah. you got to worry. You know, any publicity is good that's publicity. That's right. Oh, that's what good. keeps it coming back. <laughs> Come on. on. Um, uh, how did you become Queen Pegasus the 15th? Well, I've been in uh, Pegasus for like five, going on five years now. And, you know, when it comes for, you know, the queen before you gets to choose whoever, you know, the, for the next queen. And so some people miss, might not know what Pegasus is. Can well, Pegasus is just a, we're a Mardi Gras crew and we do, uh, we, the king and queen that gets crowned every year at our big ball. That's our main thing, our mm-hmm. big Mardi Gras ball. The queen, king before you, they choose the new king and queen. And then you, the king and queen, gets to choose the charity. And we raise money for whichever charity. And this year we chose, um, I chose TEP, Tennessee Equality Project. And then uh, we also chose Special Olympics of Greater Memphis. And um, and that will be the next the next queen that I crown this mall, which comes this Saturday. Um, we already announced who that was. Oh, y'all already announced it? Wait, this is not come out till next week. Oh, oh, so we're still good. We're good. Oh, my goodness. We wouldn't give it so, away, girl. But yeah, when I crown Miss Allison, I'm oh, so excited. It's so much fun. I'm, I'm going to cry the whole time, probably. Oh, you know, I hope you do. What made you choose Allison? My gosh, what? <laughs> I don't see it, but what do you see? Oh, Look here, Tram. <laughs> Look here, Tram. I'll now, have a scepter next week. I can <laughs> off with her head. <laughs> away with her. No, I chose Allison. She has done so much. She just joined this past year, but uh, when she's when she gets crowned, she will have been there for a year, and she's done so much. Before. Also, before she was queen, no, she was, that's she, yeah. yeah. Before she was even in Pegasus, she was doing so much for Pegasus. She was practically a part of it, just didn't officially say she was. And um, didn't but, sign in blood, but no, yeah. But now the signature's there. Oh so. Lord, on the side. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, what is it? Me, me, what has it been uh, like as an experience for you to be Queen Pegasus the Fifteenth? What has it meant for you? No, it's been like it's been great. Like I, um, you know, you're in the crew, and it's just a very you know you're working. Uh, I wouldn't say you're working to be queen in the crew, but when you finally get chosen to do it after you know being it, it's a you know it's an experience. It's you know. They, they, what I've understood about the any Mardi Gras organization, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Mardi Gras or Mardi Gras crews, the queen and king are often chosen 
to be celebrated. It's like a celebratory thing. Like we were talking yeah. about earlier this evening at the ball, uh, they, some people wanted you to perform because Hush Puppy is a performer and Nathan is a, quite a dancer, but uh, you chose to enjoy the ball because it's 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 there to celebrate you. Well, yeah, I mean that's exactly it. Like I, oh, don't get me wrong, I love performing at the Pegasus Ball, but um, this year it's this is my ball. I, you know, we chose the theme, we chose the charity. This is our year. I want to sit back and enjoy it. I don't want to do, uh, you know, it's four okay or five to be wardrobe. celebrated every now. Yeah, and then. I want to wear the same beautiful dress the whole time, and I want to waltz around. I want to come out at the beginning, and then I want to do the crowning at the end and enjoy myself. Yeah. And shall my and God. you know. And y'all see me perform somewhere else. I mean, boy, I'm right. Probably the week after. I know. I, yeah. You'll find me. You know. <laughs> you'll find that's me. It, that's Alice in Wonderland's uh, tagline. Yeah. Alice in Wonderland. You'll find you'll me. You'll find, you'll find her. her. She's somewhere. <laughs> She'll come up. If you live here, you get it. So, <laughs> so um, for those people who aren't involved in Pegasus, Pegasus and all that, um, is there a uh, reason why we should go to the ball if we don't know anything about Pegasus? Is there a reason to, 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 to draw us to being a part of Pegasus? What's the, what's the idea behind being a Mardi Gras crew member that people on the outside don't know about? What I love about the Mardi Gras crew is that you're essentially you are throwing fabulous events, but you're also doing it for a, a good cause, and you get to enjoy, you have fun, and like also Pegasus is like a little family. You know, not everybody gets along, and everybody has something to say about somebody sometimes. But like it's you know, at the end, you're a big family, and you're creating these fun parties for all these people in Memphis to enjoy. And it's also at the end, this you're raising you're gonna have this huge check to an organization that needs it. It's a party with a purpose. A party a with a purpose. purpose. Yeah. Sorry, I get I'm just every this. every so, every few minutes uh, Nathan gets really close to the microphone and he wants I'm to get really excited. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm singing a solo or something. Oh yeah that's what you're coming back for more. Uh, yeah, you're attracted to big, uh, long things in your it face. It is. <laughs> you know, and this one's big and blue. I like big mics and I cannot <laughs> lie. <laughs> well, uh, Hush Puppy, it's been lovely to have you. We're so excited to see your brain come to an I end know, to fruition. Oh, I see. I'm so glad for it to be over. No, <laughs> oh, my no, God. No, no. I'm excited. We got, we've, there's going to be plenty more stuff to come. With exactly. And, and it'll be a great it's, year. it's going up from here. And Alice in Wonderland's uh, coronation and uh, reign is, is going to be even bigger and better, I hope. I will and I've thought that it, uh, Nathan Bell has done a lovely job. I He's can't wait well. to see what Allison does. Oh, well, we'll Don't outdo me, bitch. I, won't. <laughs> I couldn't possibly. <laughs> but long may she no. reign. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nathan. It's been lovely to have you. Oh, well, signing off now. the refocus podcast we filled up our glasses mm-hmm. and we are back our cup runneth over it, it do it runneth it really really do and so it uh, really really do it be like, that. It'd be like <laughs> Dana uh, first of all I think Dana has been uh, so indulgent when we 
we were originally recording this podcast. We were going to do it the uh, the new uh, room that they have for stuff like this at yeah. your university. Yeah, we have a uh, podcast studio at the U of M now. Brand spanking new. Which so I think lo- it looks to... lovely, the pictures yeah, that you showed. Yeah, it's got like all the uh, acoustic panels and acoustic curtains, Sounds like acoustic nice. padding on the tables and stuff. Yeah, it's going to be really it's gonna be sweet. So. And uh, we were thought about doing that, and then you sent us today that some, yeah. we couldn't Can't do that. It was clo- it's ML- I mean, it is, uh, like I said, it's a holiday. It is a holiday. It was unavailable. And then we're going to do it at the Evergreen where we've recorded some episodes before. And then Alice and I were having lunch today, a boozy lunch. And, <laughs> a boozy uh, lunch. A boozy lunch. Boozy, koozy lunch. And uh, we decided to um, have a dinner. And then I said, why don't we just have it at my house? We'll have a dinner party and we can just record random segments. Mm-hmm. And so I invited all the people that I thought uh, would make such a thing successful. And one of those people I invited was one Bruce Bowie. Bruce Bowie. Hello. 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 <laughs> often uh, uh, named Bruce Bowie on this podcast. <laughs> we talk about you a lot, but also you're talked about a lot in general conversation. Uh, lots of people think that... Um, oh, good, I hope. Yes, uh, of well, course. Well, <laughs> Yeah, don't tell me about well, it. You, know. <laughs> you don't want to hear all the things. But, uh, I think it's all. Just been, tell me the good Bruce, stuff. Uh, In general, it's your good. name comes up a lot. Uh, the people that talk about you, I'm not even sure you know. They have the people that talk about you. The, uh, I plead the fifth. Mostly lie. Um, you put a lot of energy into uh, this community at large uh, with little compensation. I imagine in the realm of what you deserve. Um, how did you get into making costumes for uh, the community at large? Was it just because you worked with a ballet? or Your name is synonymous, synonymous with uh, good work. How did oh, you get that reputation you. Thank here? you. You know, I mean, it's, it's my full-time job. It's what pays the bills. And, at ballet. And, at, at the ballet. And, um, and on my off time, when I volunteer, you know, you use your strengths. And my strengths just happen to... Be wanting to make fun, fabulous things. So, but also, just somehow you're, just falls you're fairly it. very good, handy with a needle. I would yes. say. Yes, well, you're, you. fa- you're very generous <laughs> with your time. Uh, Where did you learn such generosity from? Oh gosh, oh I don't know. I I think it's more selfish reasons. I just have fun with the people that I'm around. So you know, I just thank them for letting me. Hang around and be a part oh, of all please, of it. All these little, please, all these little yeah. the stuff that I have gotten from Bruce Bowie and Listen, <laughs> the gifts have. I've gotten from Bruce Bowie. My goodness, I, I, I believe Goldie has become a, a muse of Bruce's. I, God willing, uh, because I believe. Oh, I think you are Goldie. I think you are. I, 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 you know. I, I am very blessed. Very inspirational. I don't see no shit coming my way. But <laughs> <laughs> That's not, so one of the so just one, joking. Just one, joking. Of the, one of the reasons I wanted to bring him on was because. One thing that you will be wearing this weekend is a uh, luxurious, oh, luxurious, yes, a wonderful luxurious creation, yes. creation that he has made, uh, which is a uh, collar and a cape. Mantle uh, and cape, yes. Mantle and cape. Uh, Are you talking about queen. the coronation robe? The yes. coronation robe. The Pegasus ball. Um, what do you call that fabric that you made, the, the fur that you made? Well, um, well, the, the the cape is made out of velvet, of course. Uh, purple velvet, yeah, which purple represents velvet. Uh, royalty and uh, mm-hmm. Pegasus. And it's lined in gold satin. Uh, and, and, of course, 
The fur is ermine fur. It's ermine. fake ermine. That's it's fake it's, ermine yeah, fur. Yeah, but, but you know, you hand. Do they still the grow ermines? I mean, they still have ermines. You know, I I don't. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't if they, know if they do are they extinct? Anymore. I don't even know. I want to say they are, maybe because because I never see them. You don't. Do, you don't see them. Anymore. You don't see them. But in, you in, hand did this. I did. You know. Fake fur, all fake fur, but yes, I cut well, out little little black um, yeah. fur tufts, and then when we For sew those them who may in, not know what an ermine yeah. is, it's the uh, um, on the trim on usually robes, it's the white with the black spots. It's when the you, black yeah, spots. when you, when you yeah. see uh, if you bought a costume on like a yes. Halloween dot com or whatever spirit dot com, and you, it was a royal garment, you'd see mm. that polka dotted almost dalmatian the little, looking. Little dots. But yeah. do you know? Do you know? The, the the animal the, the the fur is mainly white. It's because it's precious because the little black tips are the the tails the tail of, the, of the animal. Wow! So, so you have to harvest a lot of those. So you buckets. have to harvest a lot of those animals to make all those royal robes. So mm-hmm. to, to 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 indicate that they are Murderer! very well to indicate they are very precious. Each of those dots is a tail. Well, of, not he. Wow. Made, yeah. he made his so, own. You did. You had. What you find about the ermines? I'm looking now. It doesn't appear to be um, endangered in any way. Oh, good. So, oh, yeah, you're um, actually doing... So you did all the work for service, nothing. Right? <laughs> oh, because they're like little rats, aren't they? Exactly, well, we, yeah. we still are. We are non profit no so it, it, it's still on a budget so yeah. we no, couldn't but, afford and, and also um, your fur is not real fur correct no it's, it's all it's fake fur vegan fur. fur it's fantasy we're, we're, I mean the, it's a 10 foot train for the king and the queen oh, so there is yeah, nothing there's not real a lot. about that that is uh, real honey <laughs> oh, only 10 it's only 10 uh, what? very disappointing <laughs> my god I'm just joking I think it's fabulous I was joking I was uh, thinking at least 15 to 20. Mm. Uh, but uh, past all this talk about you being uh, the most fabulous costumer that we have in Memphis, uh, you also are a very talented uh, drag persona. Oh, thank um, you. Bianca, who is your drag persona's name, uh, is becoming quite popular in this area. Uh, is that something that you... That's something you recently got into, I would say, in the last five or so years more heavily. You know, I... I think I've, I've gotten into more heavily recently. Yeah, within the last five years. Um, I'll tell you what. Like, I, I I have a theater degree, and going through university, um, I used to want to act a lot. And listen, I'm I, I'm I'm Vietnamese. I you know, and it's hard to get cast when you look a certain way and act a certain way. So there are not a lot of roles out there except being waiter number two I was and the best say, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's the fact. Nail so, tech, nail tech but if you're willing six. to go outside the box and, you know, get up get up into different characters. So a lot of times I would get cast in um non gender characters or, you know, in drag and <clears throat> And then when I moved to Memphis and I auditioned again, I just happened to get cast in a lot of roles that were in drag just because I was willing to do it and I did it well. But because there there aren't a lot of roles written for people that look like me. That's true. You know, know the funny part about this conversation is when we were talking to Ty earlier, we were talking about how he transitioned from being in front of audiences to being in the uh, back a round of audience behind the scenes, and, uh, yeah. supporting Technical situations the, yeah. in the the backstage kind of back of house role. You've kind of transitioned from back of the house role to more in house front of the stage. I just roles. say I'm a closeted, you know, um, what do you call it? Um, oh, what's what's the word? Star. <laughs> 
I'll take it. Uh, in Mephin store. I, I love my I love my job and I love what I do as a career. Um but you know, sometimes I, I like the I like being in front and sometimes I do like the spotlight. Well, it's, it's, yeah. Extrovert. I'm a closeted extrovert. Maybe that's the thing. Uh, I'm just a cock-eyed optimist. (laughs) (laughs) You got cock-eyed. Cock-eyed optimist. I Um, hope things will be fine. (laughs) Do you, Bruce, uh, have any goals for Dragnificent? I know that you, uh, your role in Dragnificent is um, different than what uh, people will assume your role is I, I i don't want to say too much but uh uh bruce's role in dragnificent is different um do you have any goals for this year as with friends of george's that are something that we wouldn't know about like uh goals for personal goals or anything like that i i don't think so i i'm just having such a, a wonderful time playing the role that that i was given and you know, and, and, and honestly, I don't know if you guys can see it, but each show that I'm in, I push myself a little bit more, you know, because I don't know if you remember, I used to not want to be, um, you know, pointed out. Like I, I did, yes. I didn't want a solo. I didn't want it because I was fine with it, you know, because I want to play the supporting role. And in know? this past time, uh, uh, time before this show, you told me that, uh, you know, I kind of expect. Uh, would like more to say or whatever and, and yeah. we made that happen and then um, in this next show we've given you a little bit of a different responsibility uh, and I can only see that growing and being more and more and more mostly because you're so good at it and there's no reason why oh, not thank to you, you but you guys you guys yourself are very inspirational you know I mean you make it look so easy so it makes me want to like Go outside my comfort zone, also, you know. Oh. So, and, and uh, oh, girl, do you make it look so easy? Well, well <laughs> I think that the the funny part of this is like, Al, Al, you you hear this podcast, and Allison and I are very. Um, we say whatever comes to mind because that's what personalities like us do, and that's why they ask us to be a part of a podcast. But we'll say whatever we fill up a, a room with words, but uh, you hang with us when and varying crowds and you're always on the same level like you you're uh giving it back to us when we give it to you if i if i read you in, in yeah, a yeah she can be quite catty at times yes she can thank you when when, <laughs> when when i uh say something shady about you you will say it right you'll give me right back and so i feel that like you perfectly fit in this and so i always i have felt and uh and i've only known you for uh maybe 16 months or something like uh-huh. that and I think that uh, in that amount of time, uh, I've only known you to be this person. Mm. And so it would surprise me that you ever were just solely backstage. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll, here's the truth. Um, uh, you heard it here I, first. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a natural introvert. Um, I grew up with it. Um, I had to work really really hard to to break out of my shell and 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 and, and be in in the front um so uh because i thought what are you going to do stand in the corner the, your entire life you know I mean, i'll tell you what the funny story like when i first moved here um in 01 uh had a great set of friends you know we hung out a lot together and when i said you know i think it's time i want to get on stage again and audition all of my friends here, I love them all. They were like, what? You, why would you go on? <laughs> what? You're so shy. You would never get on stage. And I tried to explain to them, like, 
the persona that's on stage is different than exactly what you, what, what, what you see I'm in the living room. You know, right. no, they were they were lovely, but you know, they they just couldn't fathom the two. But when I settled, you know, my life started settling here, and I'm like, I, I need to branch out and do other things. Um, my friends were like, I, I don't, I can't imagine you being on on stage. I, I thought you were so shy, and I'm like, well, I might be shy in real life, but. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna that, try. That takes, a, that takes a lot of self awareness from someone to know that, especially oh. especially hearing your friends counter, <clears throat> contradict your uh, natural uh, right. inclinations. Mm. I think that uh, you're very wise to trust yourself in that. Oh. that we all have different personalities. Oh, yeah. I mean, so being yes. on stage is different. I, mean, I don't know. Me and Allison kind of live as I think I, I, yeah. Yeah. Well, I wake up like this. Just, just like being, being engaged you? is different, you know, with a full face of makeup and hair on. That's, that's Oh, yeah. That's make, different. Well, get, you know? Yes. Uh, yeah, it gives you a... Uh, Gives you wings. Mm-hmm. So could, it's like your superhero. So it's like only, your alter ego. Yes. We only have just a couple minutes left, and this is actually the end of the episode. Um, so, Bruce, um, any goals for the, this next few months as we go into Dragnificent, or as you go in, you're doing ballet and Dragnificent, right? <laughs> the ballet any, and Dragnificent, all the other volunteers. Any goals work. for this? Uh, to, <laughs> I think you're asking that already. I think you're asking that already, You know what? You know what? My goal is just to keep on keeping on because I'm having such a great time doing this. And um, we've been having a great time. Oh my gosh, it's been it's been lovely um, on this journey to uh, to get to know you better. And uh, you're and uh, my gosh, performer, you are uh, uh, extraordinaire. Uh So we are so lucky and fortunate to have you in this city. And I'm being a part of our lovely organization, and oh, I'm just gonna not cry now. Oh, and uh, what are you wearing to the Pegasus Ball? Because this will come out right after. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I'm leaning towards making myself something fabulous and new, and and, and surprise everybody. We cannot so. wait. Yes. Goddamn, yes. it's always so uh, mad uh, at you. Well, my uh, goal is to be stand next to my sisters up there, so we'll see. It's you know? always a treat to see uh, <laughs> what he's gonna come up with next. <laughs> And, and for some people, uh, that would be an underhanded compliment. But for you, we really mean yeah, it. Yeah, we really mean <laughs> it. It's always a joy to see what the fuck you come up with. What the hell is she going to wear next? Well, the next time that you'll see Alice in Wonderland and Goldie D together uh, is uh, February 14th. Yes, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. We will be at B-Sides in Minglewood Hall. Mm, what's it called? Love Hurts. Love Hurts. And Love does it not? Hurts. Does it not? Well, it has been known to. <laughs> it has been known to hurt. Oh. You'll see uh, uh, the knots. You'll see Dixie Dicks, and you'll see Goldie and Friends, which includes Alice yes. in Wonderland. Uh, it also includes Hush Puppy and I'm Eugene Allison Grober. You'll see Bruce Bowie next in um, uh, Dragnificent 70s in April, the first and second weekend of April. You'll also see the two of us. And you'll see all of us next month in March for another episode of Refocus with Dana, Goldie D, and uh, Allison. Allison, what are they? Actually, they'll hear us. They won't see us, will they? Yeah. Eh, we'll post a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> Until well, next time, we'll, I'm uh, Goldie D. Oh, I'm Bianca, better known as Bruce. I'm Allison Wonderland. And I'm Dana. And we appreciate you joining us here on the Refocus Podcast. See you next time. Bye. Keep tuning in. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe. Subscribe, yeah. (laughs) Refocus is brought to you by Focus Mid-South Magazine. Episodes are hosted by Goldie D and Allison Wonderland. Music for this episode is Everybody Dance All Night Garage Mix by Pierlo, featuring Alexia D. 
Subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. 